Hey, people, how are we doing today? Trust you had an amazing day. It is great to be here. It's a very special Monday because we're going to be teaching, <laughs> sharing, communicating. For those who may not know who I am, just wondering who is this happy guy wearing a bright yellow shirt? <laughs> My name is Damila Lalwati. I'm the pastor of Kings, and we've been on this amazing series called Soul Quest, where basically we are looking at the heart of the gospel, how the heart of the gospel transforms our own hearts and how by the Spirit of God we are also able to transmit that same light and life into the spaces that we're sent into, into the hearts of people who are family members, friends, colleagues, people um, all over the world. So if you could just do me a favor right now, if you can hear me on whatever platform you're on, I'm going to try to just move around a few platforms. If you can hear me, just drop something in the comment box right now. Let me know. Let me know that you can hear me. Let me start with, uh, let me go to YouTube, right? Just just say, oh, I'm excited to be here. If you're excited to be here, like if you're expectant, just say something, drop something. I want to make sure that we're, we're doing this together. All right. So I see Kenneth, KK, KMD, I see that. Kenneth, I see you. Come on. Uh, Daring, I see you. Uh, T. George, I see you. KSA, who blessed us yesterday at lecky i see you i see you i see you on youtube all right okay let me flip over to should i let me check out mixlr just want to make sure that we're all on board together and it's going to be an exciting night i'm going to be monitoring the uh the comments also if you prefer to sort of like ask questions as we go along i think <laughs> we're going to have about 15 minutes or so at the end of the day end of the teaching to ask questions my personal projection is that we're going to be done in an hour and about 10 minutes about 8 30 we're going to be done but it's important that you get your writing material get set for an amazing time all right where are my people on mixlr i see that quite a number of dozens of people on mixlr but i can't seem to see the comments yet all right hey governor b still thought about you earlier today all the way from city of abuja it's good to see you. Uh, I see Akintola there. Is that Bukola Akintola or Akintola? I don't know which Akintola is there. SBI, I see you. Uh, Busaya Mid, I see you. Nathaniel, I see you. Awesome. Bukola Idehe, I see you. Buki ID. All right, all right. So we're in for a great time. Another thing you want to do right now, please share. Let me see if I can check Instagram. So Instagram folks don't go like, oh, you didn't talk to us. Yeah, please share this video right about now. Okay, I'm not sure we're live on Instagram yet, so I'm sure the media guys are gonna get to it. All right, so please share this with somebody. Uh, we're live there now. Okay, because I just let me just refresh and check. All right, beautiful, 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 awesome. All right, so please share this now with somebody. Share with your family members, your friends. We're talking about something that is very dear to God, the heart of the Father. And I just want to celebrate everybody who has plugged in, who has joined in, celebrate all the leaders for doing so well, amazingly well, and different responsibilities have been given in prayer and for those who have also ministered in one way or the other apart from prayers, you know, in music and in teaching, exhortation and leadership, Master Life, we celebrate you. So let's start real quick by going to the book of Matthew. Matthew, very important that we go to the book of Matthew. Um, and 
let me let me start with Mark chapter one. There is something in Mark chapter one that we need to see. Mark chapter one, sixteen to twenty. Mark, which is one of the shortest books, and many theologians believe that I mean shortest gospel actually. Many theologians believe that Mark is very short because Mark, the man Mark, was young, one of the youngest writers in the Bible, according to Bible history, and that he was more particular about the action. He was the action guy, like, give it to me, let's keep going. So you see all the accounts of the life and times of Jesus in the book of Matthew were very fast-paced. He was on the move. He was on the go. He was, you know, just... Um, giving us the important bits of it. All right, Mark chapter 1. We see something here that Jesus goes into the wilderness. Verse 12, we see that. And then he fasted. It was there 40 days and 40 nights. He was tempted by the by Satan afterwards. And he began his Galilean ministry. Now from verse 16, Mark chapter 1. Somebody can help us just copy and paste this on your platform. Mark chapter 1 from verse 16. It says, and as he walked, that's Jesus, by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, check out what they were doing, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. They were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. And when he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James. So you see that now he saw Simon and Andrew, but he was not just satisfied with two people. He saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat. What were they doing? Mending their nets. And immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Somebody type amen right now. Type amen right now in the comments. Let me feel your energy and your fire and your vibe and your verve and your nerve and your passion. Come on. And as you type amen, fire emoji and heart emoji, let's pray. Father, we thank you because your power is here and real. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit undeterred by distance, by walls, by technology, by distractions. And Father, we subject our hearts, our minds, our thinking, our emotions, our will, our convictions, our persuasions to the leadership of the Holy Ghost tonight. Eguzimaka, that as we look into your word, we will not look at God with the eyes that do not see, but that we are enlightened with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that our hearts are set ablaze and on fire. We are equipped with supernatural resources to be able to embrace the passion of the Father, to be able to embrace, oh God, your heart cry, your heart cry which is to bring men to yourself to, and to fill them with the fullness of yourself that the earth might be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Lord, right now, I take authority over every spirit of destruction, weariness, division, overwhelm, fear, uh, worry, whatever it is. I may stand in the way of your sons and daughters receiving the full juice of wisdom today. Lord, I operate such from their spaces, from their hearts and from their minds. Father, even, even if somebody's run out of data and they're so stranded, they don't know how to connect, somehow by the supernatural, prolong and extend the capacity of their data to stream this, that this life-shaping word will be fully received with joy and gladness, and that as a people will be armed and equipped 
to fish men, to populate your kingdom and to proliferate your agenda in the earth. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I wish somebody's amen could be loud enough for me to hear all the way from where I am. Come on, somebody say amen. All right. Now, what I'm going to do is that we're going to look through this story. I'll do some sort of like a, a short exegesis of it. And then I'm going to give us about five to seven points, right? I will not overteach them, but they are going to be very important as we go this week and as we begin to prayerfully set targets for the rest of this year. For the rest of this year, each person who's connected here or who's watching the broadcast after we've streamed, I want you to prayerfully set targets the same way you've set targets for yourself about how to raise money for your accommodation or buy your new hair extension or send the first 500,000 to your dad or your mom. The way you set those targets, right, or to make a millionaire in the next 30 days, you also ought as a disciple of Jesus Christ to set soul winning targets. And I know life can be very distracting and sometimes some of us have been discouraged because you set those targets and it didn't seem to work, right? Uh, but we're going to go into a new level of understanding. Based on understanding, enlightenment and impartation, we'll be able to do that. So we see this now. Jesus goes into the wilderness. He's tempted of the devil after he comes back. The Bible makes it very clear to us that he's full of the Holy Spirit. And even though he's full of the Holy Spirit uh, and he has all power to do uh, whatever he wants to do in the earth realm, in a matter of speaking, we see that the very first thing he begins to go after He's not going after a multitude or a crowd. There is nothing wrong with that. I say that over and over. He's not going, going after, after a, synagogue a synagogue to build, to build himself, himself some kind some of kind political clout. He's not even in the city centers trying to create a buzz or some publicity. We see him walking by the Sea of Galilee, which then becomes a prophetic picture of what our lives, lives ought to be. be. That, that we, are we are supposed, supposed to, go to go overseas. overseas. Somebody, Somebody write in the comment box real quick. So you're supposed so, to go overseas. I'm not saying go to Jack Canada or Jagba, but we're supposed to go overseas. Now, it could be literal for some of us, but for all of us, it is a meta metaphor. When you see sea in the Bible, oftentimes it's a representation of people groups or humanity or a crowd of people. Are you seeing this now? So understand, we still say today, if somebody saw a large crowd, maybe you go for the experience for the first time, and you look, you see, you say something like, I saw a sea of human heads. I saw a sea. Have you ever used the expression before? Where it just said, I saw a sea of human heads. That was what Jesus did. He was going by the sea. Now, there are different reasons why I could have gone by the sea right some people say oh he was taking a prayer walk and all but we're very clear about his assignment because the word says as he walked across the sea as he walked across the sea what he saw he saw somebody and that person's, that person's name, name was simon, simon. he saw, he saw simon, simon and he saw, saw andrew, andrew his, brother. his brother they were, they were casting, casting a net into, into the, the sea and jesus, and jesus said, said no one follow me and i'll make you men. men so the, so the first, first thing that jesus, that jesus went, went after was that, was that he went, went after, after men, men. So the, so the priority, priority of, of anyone, anyone who's going to be a Jesus follower has to be human beings. Now, when I say human beings, I'm talking about that the priority of the kingdom of God is that God is looking for vessels that is going to pour his glory into. Of course, Mark chapter 6, verse 8 says, 
uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. And when we look at the kingdom of God, everything that God has, his ability, and he focuses on man, there must be something about man that is so special. As I go along, if there's anything that is striking or resonates with you, type in the comment box, let's engage and make it interactive. He goes after man. You see, stars fell. God didn't do anything. Angels fell. We know the story. Angels fell. Lucifer fell. And Jesus didn't come to die for fallen angels. But when man missed the way, when man fell, Jesus, God said, you know what? I've got to redeem the situation. I've got to redeem the situation. I've touched you before in Psalm chapter 8, how the angels are saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is this thing about man? What it means is that there is something special about man. Is it possible or is it true that men can be annoying? Yes, my men, I mean men and women, boys and girls, humans. Men can be annoying, but God still loves them. Men can be critical, but God still loves them. Humans can be difficult, but God still loves them. Humans can be forgetful, isn't that so? But God still loves them. Humans can be frustrating, can be, <laughs> but God still loves them. So Jesus recruits men, watch this, before he gets money. He recruits men. We know we know his ministry had some money because Luke chapter 8, we're told about the women that resourced his ministry. And many of them were very rich and powerful. And then we know that Judas was in charge of the treasury, which means the money came up. But before Jesus raised partners or sponsors, he went after men. He went after fishers of men. Please, can you help me ask yourself, Duny, I saw you on the call earlier. Dr. Feed, I saw you on the call earlier. Can you ask yourself, tag yourself in the comments and say Duny or Fidel or GB? What are you going after? Who are you going after? What is your priority? Jesus didn't have an office, but he went after men. Jesus didn't have complimentary cards, but he went after men. Jesus went, by when I say men, humans. Jesus didn't have a bottle of Goya oil, right? <laughs> but he went after humans. He didn't have a crucifix around his neck, but he went after humans. That's the priority of God. He wants to go after men. He loves us so much. And when it went after them, it said, you know what, follow me. Please understand something. If you have not followed them, or if you have not gone after them, you don't have the right to secure their attention. Are you seeing that now? Jesus did not just stand in one place and say, oh, you know what, just come after me. I'm jumping the gun sort of, but let me just say this now. No matter how great a fisherman you are, fish will not come and meet you inside your house. Say, but I'm an anointed fisherman. Ha! I've got hook, line, and sinker. Hey, I can hook anything. I have this net. I bought it from Jerusalem Fishing Shop. I bought this hook, line, and sinker from Galilee uh, Fishing Association's Bazaar. No fish is going to come after you no matter how gifted or talented you are. Are you following me right now? And so there are times in our lives we'll be like, if I'm really sent, the people will come. <laughs> Even MTN knows that no matter how many phones that the service across Nigeria, they are still promoting that. And the Bible speaks to us that they, to the increase of God's kingdom shall be no end. How is that going to happen? It said the Lord gave his word and great was the company of them that published it. So even though Jesus was the very God of very God, the light of life and the life of light and the light of light and the life of life. Did you catch that somebody? Did you catch that somebody? 
the light of life and the life of light and the life of life and the light of life. It was all that on a bag of chips. You can put a chocolate of potato, potatoes on that as well. He did not just stand somewhere and say, people will come, people will come, people will come. No, no, He went after them. So it's illegitimate for you to say, oh, you know what, come to my church or come to my Jesus. When the only time you contact them is when it flies out. Are you following this now? You have to be genuinely concerned about people, not because you want to meet your body count for the gospel, sorry, your soul count for the gospel, but because you really love people. How do I know? Jesus' love for people was not just for disciples that could grow his work and build his movement. He loved even those that hated him. The Bible says that your father in heaven, he causes rain to fall on both the good and the evil. If you're hearing what I'm saying, say, I hear, I hear. Uh, type in the comment box, go after them before you ask them to follow you. Before you ask them to follow you, go after them. He said, follow me, right? And I will make you become fishers of men. In other words, what Jesus was saying is the way I'm fishing for you, this thing I'm doing for you is not for you to just chill and relax and max and max out, right? Even if your name is Maxwell and you're in Maxim, right? Uh, whatever. Now, uh, that's not the end. It shouldn't end with you. So the goodness of God, which causes men to come to repentance, should not just end with their repentance. It should also translate, translate into, them, into them becoming, becoming conduits, conduits and, and vessels. vessels. What I want what to I know, want is, to know that is that you owe somebody the gospel. You owe somebody the gospel. You owe the gospel is a trust. The gospel is a gift. The gospel is a trust. And the gospel is a responsibility. The gospel is a gift. Write that down. The gospel is a trust and the gospel is a responsibility. So it doesn't just end with a gift. Now, if the gospel to you is just a gift, oh, oh God, the gift of God is life eternal. Because it's life eternal, God has recruited you into the life distribution business, the life distribution process. Your life also ought to carry the weight of the gospel and to transmit it. So he says, you know what? When you follow me, I will make you into this thing that I've become, this thing that I am now, going after men. The word says that immediately they left their nets and followed him. You will think, oh, well, Jesus, you know, captured two people. They didn't know him. The Bible doesn't tell us they knew him, right? As, at least in this account. But they went after him. After him. That's a good That's thing. A good imagine thing. imagine you just walk, just imagine you're going to Mirror and more. Or you go or to you Genesis go to, uh, uh, cinemas and they just talk to two people. Maybe they're having the ice cream or the food court or something. Say, hi, hi, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. <laughs> or say, follow me and I'll make you an HR person. Just think about that. Wouldn't it be weird? That means there must have been something so compelling about the presentation of Jesus. There must have been something so outrageous, something so strong that they could not deny it. And I'm going to be sharing with us some of the things that we can do to begin to operate in that dimension by the Holy Ghost. All right. So they followed him. They left their nets and followed him. But Jesus does not stop there. He goes a little further. And then he, and saw, then he James saw James and the son, and the of, son Zabedee, of Zebedee, John, his, John brother, his brother. And they were in they the boat. Guess boats, what, guess what they, were doing, they were doing? They were mending, mending their, their nets. nets. And immediately, and immediately called he them called them and left, and left their father, their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, servants and went, and after, went him. after him. Now, why, now, why is, this is this important? God has an agenda for man. 
He wants him to reign on earth as he is in heaven. But we know the whole story. Man falls. Sin comes into the world. Wages of sin is death. So God cannot commune with man just like a human being cannot commune with a dead person. Right? God can commune with fallen man. Adam man. Adam man. Adam, Adam man. Right? Except he's brought to life again. So understand this. The ultimate purpose is not just for that guy to be brought to life. It's for him to be filled with the glory of God so he can do the works of God in the realms of men as a representative of God. But how can that happen? The first thing is God has to revive that man. There has to be resuscitation. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 21, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, watch this now, he is a new creation. So the same way Adam was made alive and God just didn't abandon him. Oh, at least you are alive, you are alive, you are alive, you are alive, you are alive. Go and do anything. Go and do anything. God gave him a responsibility. The same way when the new creation is made, God gives him the responsibility. He says, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Then it says, now all things of God who has reconciled to himself, who has reconciled us to himself, through Jesus through Christ, Jesus Christ. Given, us, given us what has given us the ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. So you see that now. Somebody write Somebody that down. Write I didn't, down. See, I didn't that see that in, 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 uh, in uh, on Mixler. On Mixler. Write it down. Write it down. The gospel is a gift. The gospel is a trust. The gospel is a responsibility. It's important. It's important. The gospel is a gift. The gospel is a trust, and the gospel is a responsibility. Right? He said he has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. He has given it to us. That is that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading, God were through, pleading us. through us. We implore, we implore you on God's seat. He said, he said, this mother this is so, mother heavy, is so and heavy and so serious. It's like it's God, like God himself is begging. Himself is begging. God cannot beg anybody. Right? Right? God, can, God, God cannot beg anybody. anybody. But from my understanding understand of, of scripture, this is like the only place where begging is related to God. And, and the apostle is trying to help the church understand how important fishing for men is is he said it's as if god himself were pleading as if god said hey, 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 hey. guys this is important please he says now we are imploring you on god's behalf be reconciled to god we're imploring you on god's behalf be reconciled to god which is interesting because who's he writing to he's writing to the corinthian church follow this now has written right to, to the Corinthian church. church. So these guys, so this were, guys already were already born again. Born again. Read first, first Corinthians chapter 1. So the church, so the church in Corinth. In Corinth. So, they're so they're already born again. So how come, so how he's, come saying, he's saying we're still we're pleading, still pleading that you, that you, you, who's a bit been reconciled to God. God? Because you may be reconciled in your spirit as new creation and not be reconciled to your responsibility in the new creation. Did somebody get that? Now it's possible for you to be reconciled in your spirit. You are born again. But you are not taking up again what you were born again to do again. Are you seeing that now? If this makes sense to you, somebody talk to me right now. Let me check out my YouTube guys. My YouTube, as the Americans would call it. My YouTube guys, are you still there? Yep. 
That's what it's saying there. Be reconciled to God. Be reconciled. In other words, don't just taste. Don't be a taster of God's goodness. Be a distributor of God's goodness. Don't just be a taster of God's goodness. Don't just enjoy God's service. Serve as you enjoy God. Wow, these are powerful words. I hope somebody's getting them. This has to be the mindset. I'm not just here to receive the gift of reconciliation. I'm not, I'm not just here to receive the mercy of God. I'm also to be a vessel of mercy who, exten uh, who extends the mercy of God. Let me read verse 19. Verse 19, 2 Corinthians verse 5 in Amplified Classic. It says, it was God. I love this. Amplified class, Classic. It said, it was God personally present in, in Christ. Amplified Classic. Reconciling and it restoring was the world to favor with himself. As in God... <laughs> Daring, I saw what you wrote, serve as you enjoy God, but when you write it like that, it doesn't carry the weight. So you've got to put, don't just enjoy the service of God. You've got to put the full thing there so, so it has that weight. Yeah? It said it's as if God, it was God, not as if, said it was God, personal present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses but canceling them and then committing to us the message of reconciliation of the restoration to favor. Come on, somebody. Hey, can I ask you a question? If somebody, let's say your MD, where you work, your MD gives you tissue paper to keep for him. He gives you, he says, I'm giving him this tissue paper, please keep it for me. Does it make you feel special? Possibly not. You don't make, what am I making tissue? Maybe handkerchiefs. What, not really special. How about if he gives you the keys to his, let's say, 2021 BMW or Range Rover? Does it make you feel special? Maybe quite special, right? <laughs> How about if he gives you the key to the company safe? Does it make you feel special? Possibly. How about if he gives you the key to his house and his bedroom? Does it make you feel special? How about if he gives you his first child? Says, take care of this child for the next two weeks. I'm going to Paris or something. How about he gives you his wife? Hopefully not. She'll give you his wife. <laughs> right? But the point I'm trying to make is what somebody commits into your hand is a reflection of how much they trust you and how well they favor you. So when God has committed into our hands, the central ministry of reconciliation. God is trying to say to you, I trust you. I'm investing favor in you. I like you. I'm comfortable with you. You got me. You understand me so I can trust you with this. Are you seeing this now? So write this down. The call to fish for men is a compliment from God. The call to fish for men by men, men, women, the call to evangelize, to announce the good news, to reconcile men to God is a compliment from God. And because the compliment from God, God will compliment and compensate my response to that call. Write that down, people. This is important. This is important. Because it is a compliment from God, God will compliment and compensate Right. 
God will compliment and compensate. You know, there was something God said to me in London many years ago. He said, I think about 2015. And I remember I was in the bathroom and just coming in with God. And God said to me, if you will devote your heart sincerely to reaching people for my sake. He said, there is no spiritual gift you will not find in, in manifestation at different times in your life. He said, there is no grace you are not going to deploy or see manifest in your life. So if you throw yourself at it, why? Because if God's purpose is to go after men so he can fill them with his glory and then fill the earth through them with his glory, do you know what? God has gone through everything at it. Have you ever had a goal in your life before? You had a goal, maybe you wanted to buy land. Some of you, you want to buy land. Do you know what you do with almost all the money that comes when you want to buy land? What, where do you put it? Now, when you want to buy land, you know, <laughs> sometimes some, the Ashabi just looks like, oh, it can wait, or oh, I don't have to buy it. Uh, your friends might be buying the iPhone, but you're like, let me use this Camon for another six months. It doesn't kill at least, you know, I'm still making phone calls. Who knows what I'm talking about? When you really have a target, when you really have a goal, where do you begin to put your resources? You begin to put your resources in that primary goal. So write this down. Soul winners attract the resources of heaven. Soul winners attract the resources of heaven. Soul winners. Are we still live on, on uh, MixLR? I'm trying to monitor that. Soul winners, they attract the resources of heaven. So if you find, maybe like, you're sort of struggling with your spiritual gifts or anointing, I'm talking about the flow of it, the expression of it. Maybe the, maybe the missing thing is not prayer and fasting, maybe for some people. Maybe it's that you've packed so much anointing that you are not distributing it. <laughs> maybe it's that you've fasted for so long, right? But you're not deploying it. And whenever heaven pours resources, when you look at the Bible, you're going to see rivers flowing. You're going to see streams of life, right? You're going to see the spirit moving. So God wants a flow. He wants a, a moving ministry, a moving church, a moving believer, a growing believer, a multiplying believer, a multiplying house. Are we seeing that now? So how can we be effective? Let me give us those five to seven points real quick. <laughs> Did Kenneth just put shade? <laughs> All right, who's getting something right here? Who's getting something right here? If you haven't shared already, share it on your WhatsApp. In fact, let me just share it on my WhatsApp as well. Share it on your WhatsApp. I've shared it on Instagram. You can share it on your WhatsApp. Let people jump in here. So if you're trying to buy something that's really important to you, you throw all the resources there. Well, God is trying to buy souls. Are you, are you getting it? God is trying to buy souls. The word redemption means to buy back. So in our normal, limited human expression, God is trying to buy souls. So where do you think his money is? Where do you think God's money is? Somebody tell me real quick. Mm -hmm. Some of you who are saving up to travel, right? Where's your money going? Is your money going to the cinemas or to the gym? Possibly not. The bulk of your resources are going, watch this, where you intend to go. So because man is God's destination or God's property, God will throw his money, his resources, his oil in the direction he wants to go. He wants to go into man. He wants to go into more men, into more humans, into more women. So where do you think he's going to throw his resources? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, mm -mm. tell me, tell me. That's what he's going to do. Right? 
give me some more comments. I'm following on platforms. I'm, I'm just trying to check out what's going on. Does this make sense to somebody? See that now. All right, so let's quickly look at seven major things. If you're going to be effective fishers of men, seven major things that we must keep in mind. Number one, we must, we must be passionate, zealous, and fervent. We must be passionate, zealous, and fervent. We must be. We must be passionate. Cold believers don't win souls. Cold believers don't win souls. Lukewarmness is not attractive. Come on, somebody. Lukewarmness is not attractive. If there is no boss, if there is no fire, if there is no passion, if there is no intensity, if there is no desperation, if there is no drive from within, if there is no inner compelling force, guess what's going to happen? You cannot win. If I let me put it like this, lukewarm people don't win anything. Talk less of souls. <laughs> if they win, they win accidentally and they cannot reproduce that winning thing. The winning thing does not become a winning streak when it is that you are cold. And one of the major reasons, watch this, the enemy tries to extinguish your fire is that a, a flameless lantern cannot light any other thing. When a candle loses its flame, it can't light any other thing. If the candle is lit, like my life is lit, my life is lit, my life is lit with your word, oh God. Right? Right? Are you seeing this now? If your life was lit like this, <laughs> and you're on fire for God, guess what's going to happen? Can you light others or not? Can you light others up or not? Jesus came back, watch this, from 40 days fasting and prayer, and he does not immediately start healing people. He could do that immediately. He does not start immediately multiplying loads of bread and two fish. He said, I need to get containers. Borrow vessels, not a few. You remember that woman, that widow woman who had run out of resources. Sorry, I'm going to get more excited right about now. So if I come across as a little loud, it's because the passion and the, and the sensation is intensifying in my belly. All right? So watch this now. He said, go and borrow empty vessels, not a few. That's what he said. Now, do you know for you to borrow many vessels, you must be passionate. <laughs> you can borrow many vessels if you are satisfied with the first three, satisfied with the first five. And some of us need to get dissatisfied that you are taking Master Life. This is your second year in Kings. You are in book four of Master Life. But guess what? You can't trace one, two, or three persons who have become discipled, who have become integrated. Something has to change. I want someone to type in the chat box and say, Dami, something has to change. Ken is something has to change. Bukola Kintola, something has to change. Ifedak Bomola, something has to change. Bolu something has to change. We must be fervent. We must be passionate. Do you remember when you were in secondary school or university, how the club boys used to be passionate about their parties? It's amazing how believers, we have the greatest gift in the world, but we seem to be so quiet about that gift. We are not loud about that gift. The bomb bomb shakers are loud about their bomb bombs. And the, uh, the physical assaulters and abusers, they will even find a way to wriggle out sometimes. 
out of court cases because of their passion to keep on doing the perversion that they're sold out to. Are you following what I'm saying? The smokers are smoking, the weeding are weeding. How come more preachers are not preaching? And by preachers, I'm not talking about the pastors. I'm talking about the disciples of God. Something has to change. Something has to shift. Do you remember Unilag? Those of you on Unilag or some other schools like that. The club boys, they will go in a convoy. They will go in a convoy. They will be playing loud music, blasting everybody's eardrums. They are all wound up. Some of them are smoking weed in the cars. But you can hear the thumping bass. They were passionate about it. There is a revival that we must have, even as kings. And I'm not talking about the fact that we've lost energy. No, we have not. But I'm talking about in the area of this passion, specifically for soul winning. We thank God for spontaneous worship. It's powerful. It has blessed so many of us, including me, who happens to be the major vessel in that direction for now. Right? We're grateful for the great leadership. Our leaders are doing amazingly well, sharing the burden with myself and LT. We are grateful for the service team catching fire. The new people in Love and Kings, we honor and appreciate you. But in this matter of soul winning, there is a revival that we must plug into and then sustain by the mercy and the spirit of God till the end of the year, till throughout next year. So, you know, you hear what I'm saying? There are two ministries in this nation. There are many ministries, actually. But there are, I, I just thought about two. I can think about three now. Three of the biggest ministries in this nation. Almost everyone here knows the three I'm talking about. And one of the ministries, they have this let's go efficient. Twice a year, I believe. Easter and December period. Let's go efficient. And the entire ministry is going for, I think, between three to seven days. Somebody help me. Three to seven days. They are going to preach. You're going to see teenagers in the streets. You're going to see young people in the streets. You're going to see the elders in the streets. They're going to preach. I'm talking about the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Go to preach. I'm told that Bishop Edekbo, every week or almost every week, still goes out on evangelism. Come on, somebody. We're talking about a ministry that is running is it three or four services of a 50,000 seater. That passion is still there. That fervor is still there. Where is your fire? When it's time to bind the demons of the family, it seems like your energy is up. But when it's time to pray for souls, that fire must come back. I don't know if there's anybody right now who can just pray as I'm speaking. Be receiving this. You are taking notes, but you're also allowing your spirit to be immersed by this reality. Oops. <laughs> the device is on. Are we getting this? Bishop boy is 61. I don't know, 63 or so? He's in the streets. He's in the streets. And many of us are still in our 20s and 30s. And then we have this excuse and that reason and that other one. No, 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 no. We will not have it. Oh, we will not have it. Somebody say, we will not have it. Oh, we will not have it. We will not have it. Oh, no. We are on fire for God. We're not only on fire within the four walls of the church. We're not only on fire at King's Hub, but outside we act like King's Storm. God forbid, no. We are kings. And whether it's in the hub or the storm or the pub or with the lion's cub, guess what? We will keep pressing. Bishop Edekwe is 66 years old. Almost twice my age. And possibly thrice the age of many people in King's. And it's still hitting. His, his foot is on the, on the, what are called the accelerator, the gas pedal, full throttle. How about Dr. Paul Enenche? 
100,000 seater. But have you seen pictures of their outreaches? Have you seen pictures of their evangelistic crusades? That is where God is taking us to. My God, I feel the glory of God right now. If you can feel fire in your belly, please help me type what you feel somewhere. We must be passionate. Jesus came out and the first thing was not, let me go and gather a crowd. For Jesus, one-to-one was just as important as a crowd. He was not waiting for the microphone. He became the microphone. Not your microphone. Don't wait for somebody else's microphone. That microphone is not your microphone. Use your own microphone. Microphone. M-Y. You have a microphone. Twitter is a microphone. Instagram is a microphone. Facebook story is a microphone. WhatsApp update is a microphone. LinkedIn is a microphone. And yes, it's a professional platform. But you can still get people linked in through excellent service on the front end and evangelism in their DM. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? So we must, see that passion is important. That's why Jesus said, I'd rather have you cold or hot. Why? If you're cold, I know you're cold, so I know how to invest in you so that from being cold, you're on fire. And have you noticed that the greatest problem of churches are lukewarm people, indifferent people, lackadaisical people. They are there, but they are not there. They are not there, but they are still there. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? They are neither hot nor cold. Oh, mama, mama, katuselia kavasa. Wherever you are by the ministry of the Holy Ghost, catch fire. Wherever you are, catch fire. Wherever you are, catch fire. Wherever you are, may these words be like winds tearing up something in your belly, in your spirit, man. Catch fire. I remember those days in Unilag. Larry would remember. We used to do what we call strike. Was a evangelism. Let me let me share a few stories with you. Was a evangelism in Unilag, and what we'll do is we would come gather together, gather. I think usually we used to do it on Tuesdays, so sometimes or Mondays sometimes. I think Mondays because service was on Tuesdays, right? So we we'll gather and we used to have morning prayer meeting 5:30 a.m. Not virtual, not Zoom. That I just wake up and roll over and plug into Mixer, right? We'll have prayer meetings, 5.30 a.m. People will run. For most people, it was between 10 and 20 minutes from their hostels. So that means that for you to make it for 5.30, you must have woken up by maybe quarter to five, freshened up. Of course, many of those prayer meetings, people's mouths used to release all kinds of things. And first, it was not fragrance in that, <laughs> in that, in that situation. But though it wasn't fragrance, it still turned to fire. I can tell you that. Tori Olu, I don't see. Oh, yeah, they're coming. All right. <laughs> Can I just help myself? All right. But, but, but those meetings were so powerful, young people, right? I mean, I became a pastor of that fellowship when I was 19. So you can imagine that many of people that I was pastoring were maybe 18. I was one of the youngest anyway. Most, I think all my leaders initially were even older than me initially, right? But we'll do that five at 6.30, then you rush back, you freshen up, go catch up for your lectures and all of that. In the evening, it wasn't every, every week we had the strike. As an evangel we used to call it evangelism, uh, evangelism outreach strike. It wasn't every Monday, right? But maybe once a month or something like that. And in the evening, we will come together, pray for maybe 30 minutes. We'll leave a prayer group at the site, usually chapel ground. And then we'll, we'll split the other people into three or four parts. So we'll go into what they call Newest Hall with Madame, Madame Tinubu Hall, right? Is, uh, MTH? Was that Newest Hall area? MTH? Or oh, Amina. I think it was Amina that was there. Yeah, and then there was the uh, Makama, uh, Mar Makama area. Then there was uh, Jaja Hall. 
and Morimi area. And then staff quarters. Now, do you know the first time? Okay, so most of the time, uh, I would, because I was, I was leading prayers, I used to lead the prayers. So generally, I would either stay back with the guys or go. But before I became pastor, let me talk about before I became pastor. So people don't just think, oh, you're a pastor, so you should do it. Before I became pastor, so I became pastor at 19. So this must have happened at 18. At 18, my innocent, Ibadan homegrown boy didn't know a lot. So the group I was sent to, they were sent to, were sent to our staff quarters. Uh, yeah, the boys' quarters. And the boys' quarters, if you know, the BQ areas, all sorts of crazy things used to happen. From sex to drugs to weed to all sorts of things. So I just, and it was random. You would knock on doors. Can you imagine an 18-year-old Jajala boy with old shoes and baggy jeans knocking on your door? Right? Just looking at us, I just came to do or to come and do Who are you? What are you? Right? And I'm talking about club boys that are cars and whatever. You're just a jambito. So I, I encountered this guy and ministered to him. And I don't think he gave his life to Christ that day because that's not the point I want to make make in this era, in this particular example. I don't think he really received the life of Jesus that day. But I remember that there was a very strong order. Very, 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 very strong order. I just couldn't... Inter I was like, what's going on here? It smells weird. So I got back. I, you know, that was not the only person I spoke to. I spoke to other people. Some of them got saved. Some of them did not. Right? And I got back to our meeting point. And I remember telling my pastor, Pastor Mofet Grage at the time. I said, I went to this place. Some very weird smell and all of that. This, that, and the other. Blah, 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 blah. I said, please, was smelling weird. He said, ah, damn you. You had just been initiated into this thing. He said, that, that was weed. You were smoking weed. So I'd never smoked weed in my life, and I'd never smelled weed in my life. But the first time I encountered it, it was on the field of evangelism. But guess what happened? From that day, there was something in my mind. There was something in my spirit that, guess what? The next time this happens, next time I go into this kind of territory, the same way this person is confident in his weed, I'm going to stay there and persist. Guess what began to happen after that? I became comfortable talking to people who were smoking weed. Became comfortable talking to people who were smoking cigarettes. So there's a place called Hellfire. Hellfire at um, around uh, engineering, between science and engineering. Guess what? There were many lives that got saved through my pre-pastoral ministry. And many of them were either weed smokers or sex people and all of those kind of things. Why? There was the fire and the fervor. To say, no matter how dangerous or dingy it is. See, if we want to see certain dimensions of the miraculous, we must press in evangelism. Somebody say, I hear. I remember in Unilag as well. Now, let me just talk a little bit about that hellfire place. Please, it's called hellfire. Some of the, some of the guys, <laughs> I remember an, an experience that happened. Sorry, this thing I'm wearing, some of you might be like, why is Peter wearing white stuff? Let me wear the red one. <laughs> the red one speaks of the blood of Jesus. Are you still here, somebody? Are you on fire? Are you on fire? We carry the real deal. They have the counterfeits, and we need to help them. I remember speaking to one guy. I think it was on the verge of rustication or something like that, or uh, what it called, uh, advice to leave, what uh, advice to withdraw or something, something like that. So this guy was smoking weed. I'm uh, sorry, he was smoking a cigarette. And I remember something. I remember something. There's so many memories I've forgotten. I remember something. Is somebody getting blessed by this? Are you getting blessed? Let me know if you're getting blessed. This guy was smoking and all. And I said, Pastor, it'd be like, say, one bar small. So I said, I know, I know one bar small, but give me that. Because the thing was distracting. I said, but give me that thing. So I took the cigarette from him. 
And I don't know, I held in such a way, ah, pastor, the way they hold this thing, be like, say, you don't they do this thing before. I said, because of that, I go listen to what they talk. Because people need this message. And sometimes all they are doing is that they are hiding behind. All they are doing, they are hiding behind the weed, behind the condom, behind the claw, behind the... But we need the passion. And that passion also is what the Lord is going to explode with the spirit of power and might and boldness. Are we here, somebody? That's the first thing I need to move. Number two, please, my brothers, my sisters, my sons, my daughters, if you can share this, it will be great. Number two, go to the body of water. Jesus was the river of life, but he still went to the Sea of Galilee. White paper. Somebody send that to me. Send that to me. Send that to me right now. What does that mean? Jesus was the river of life, but he still went to men at the river of Galilee. Some of us are not even the fanta of life. So <laughs> we're not the, the just juice of life yet. You know, I'm talking about the valley that we're emanating. It's not even, you know. But Jesus, he knew that I'm the life. I'm the resurrection of the life. I'm the first and the last. Every, see, all these things happening, they are happening in a tiny speck inside the person that I am. Because by me were all things made and nothing was made. That was, in other words, I unpacked creation. And when I unpacked what you call creation... My po it was just like a tiny piece of the smallest pocket of the multi-pocketed fashioned garments called my glory. But he went there. So go to the body of water. What is the body of water? <laughs> Jumon, why are you laughing? I like the fact that you're laughing, but tell me why you're laughing. What's your body of water? The body of water is wherever the fish are. Wherever the fish are. ICM is a large body of water. Is a sea of Galilee. Is a sea of. Have you been to I, ICM? It catches it small, especially public holiday. Have you tried yourself to go there? Have you tried yourself to go Maryland Mall? Wherever there's a hub of people, a cluster of people, God is interested. Why do you think that there are a lot of thieves, pickpockets in crowds? Because. The devil is interested in what God is interested in. So in crowds, whilst people are stealing money, you'll be buying souls. Buy souls there. If you can't preach to them directly, write your personal tract. Can't do that, but there's something about speaking. If you really want to see my, if you want to sharpen your spiritual gifts, I tell you no lie. Part of how my word of knowledge became sharpened, word of wisdom, and even a part of the prophetic. A lot of the prophetic has been developed through worship and personal worship and consecration and meditation. But a lot of the word of knowledge came from personal evangelism because God is concerned about people. So as you're ministering, he'll be showing you things. You, you, you will think you're using random examples and they'll be like, why are you talking about me? Or you will read a body language, you start feeling it, right? Are you seeing that? So once people are stealing, you, you are still. S-T-I-L-L, -L, buying souls. Go to the body of water. Jesus went out where the sinners were. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed, one of my favorite scriptures, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right, to tell us his nativity was of the earth, Nazareth, his identity was not of the earth, but his nativity was of the earth. It says that the anointing of Jesus didn't make him to sit in one place. Casco believer, eh, if they need me, they'll come and talk to me. If my message is hot, everybody will find me. <laughs> the word says he went about. Please write this down. So, uh, somebody sent me what I said earlier. 
Jesus was the river of life, but he still went to the Sea of Galilee. It's right as now. I was meditating earlier today. And as I was thinking about this particular scripture, guess what happened? I, a thought came in my head. And maybe I'll send this to me as well, somebody. Now, Jesus, they were capas. Right? But though now Jesus the Wakapas, he doesn't want to be Wakapas in the story of your life. He doesn't want to be Wakapas. You know all those Wakapas in movies that just pass out. So, ah, I was also in that movie. I was also, I said, wait, your face did not even show. Just your ogre shows. I'm the person behind that pole inside that, <laughs> that bus stop. So go where the, we must go out. There's something I've personally wanted to do for a while. I've not been able to do it, but the Lord is going to help me do it. And I want to just commit myself right apart from my social media evangelism and all of that i want to have at least a day of the week right where i will dedicate an hour or so what i'm that day is evangelism day out in the streets or on the road or by the corner at least 30 minutes and have prayerful targets are you seeing what i'm saying now go where the body of water are let me tell you why we need to learn how to go out Many believers don't know how to go out. But even God's word that created everything still goes out. He says, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. So if the word of God goes out, how come you are not going out with the word? Hey, is somebody getting this? Is somebody writing this? Is somebody feeling this? How come you're not going out with the word? Why do we need to go out? Because at some point as a believer, the truth is, your default setting becomes believers gathering, or as Ada calls it, believers bond. <laughs> so you have believers bond, which is great, but you are now so bonded to believers. You are like a, a luco bond. You are like glue, super glue bond. All of you are now tight, tight, tight. You are too tight to your friends. So when you now see an unbeliever, you see person as an outsider instead of an insider who's currently outside. Hey, Kabakubala, Higovuza, in the mask. Are you getting what I'm saying? It says we who are not the people. We are not a people. He said the blood of Jesus has drawn us near. Has brought us in. He has brought us in. Go out there where the sinners are. Go out there where the sinners are. To the club. Okay, you want to go to cinemas? No problem. Go to cinemas. But how about if you go 30 minutes earlier? And the reason we're going... So your movie, you want to go and watch King of Boys in the cinema. You want to go and watch, you know, uh, a King of Kings movie. Or something, right? They're going to show that movie 6 p.m. eternity time. <laughs> Damn, we get a grief now. They're going to show that movie whatever time it is, right? Okay? Um, but go 30 minutes earlier. So 6 p.m., go 5.30. Your agenda is not just to go and buy popcorn and ice cream and Fanta. See? Fantasy, right? Your agenda is that you want to be sprite. Come on. Sprightly. I, I, I we're getting this now. Are you here, somebody? Are you feeling this? So go out to the body of water. Where is the body of water? Where are the souls? Where are the people? Where are the, where are the individuals? Where are they? Where can I find them? The same way you, you are intentional about looking for clothes. They wait, you know, they'll say, I want this kind of jeans. Where can I find it? Lagos Island. You book a day and say, I'm going to Lagos Island to go and buy that. Let me run number three. Number three is that we need to prayerfully have targets and then to enjoy the process. Prayerfully have targets and then enjoy 
the process. Now, once you prayerfully have targets, a good fisherman, by the way, let me, let me talk a little bit about the body of water. You know you can't catch every kind of fish in the same body of water. You can't catch a shark in a pond. You can't, you can't catch a whale in a stream. Yeah? So there are also dimensions or places God will send you to because there's a kind of fish he has in mind. I remember growing up, we used to catch fish. Jokes, right? I didn't grow up in Niger Delta or something. When I say jokes, I'm not saying uh, I'm joking. I'm saying we were like, we thought we were joking because we're just catching fish for fun. They were very tiny fish. So there was a stream close to our house. I, I believe that stream must have dried up by now because it was a stream, not a river. But there was a stream close to our house and sometimes because there was no water in the house, we would literally go and wash. <laughs> wash clothes by the stream. It used to be a clean stream. There was a part that was muddy and dirty, but the stream itself was clean, like really clean. You could see the, the stream bed and you could see some tiny fish. I don't know whether they call those fish shower or something. I don't know. The fish were as tiny as this, right? Small fish. And guess what used to happen? We used to use our, our, uh, uh, what do you call it? Sponge as fishing nets. <laughs> Ridiculous. But they were always tiny fish. So we catch them and put them in the bucket or put them in the bottle or put and just play until the fish would die. Very weird. I don't know. Like animal protection, animal rights protection people in America or UK would just come. But <laughs> we have targets. Sometimes we would have targets and say, ah, today I must catch. So we used to go to the show maybe like once a month or once in six weeks or something. Today I must catch fish. I must catch three fish. Now some of you might not, might not be able to identify with the fish, but you can identify with grasshoppers. Did you ever catch grasshoppers growing up? Right, just playing with your friends. Catch grasshoppers. If you didn't catch fish or grasshoppers, who are you catching? Oh, you're catching cold. Oh, sorry. Somebody write that down, say catch fish, not cold. Some people catch cold when it's time for them to catch fish. <laughs> I proclaim in the name of Jesus. You will not catch cold. You will not have cold feet, feet in the name of Jesus. You will not. You will not. You will not. So have a target. And I think that for everybody, you can just say, Every week, I want to speak to three people about Jesus. I don't think it's too much. Or two people every week. Now, this is different from just sharing flies about kings, which is something we expect every service member to do organically. But you also want to have goal targets. Are, are we seeing this now? Is somebody catching fire? So have a target. When you have a target, it does not help God. It helps you. Think about it. People... That fish with the first class, do you think they had a target or not? Most likely they did. Those that had a 2-1, do you think they had a target or not? Most likely they did, and they just fell short, sometimes by 0.5 in their GP. Now, the rest of us that are 2 to and third class are pass. They didn't have targets. Most of the time, they didn't have targets at the beginning of it. Are you seeing me by year two, like, ah, let me not let my parents' money go to waste. Oh, Oh, maybe I can actually do this. I didn't like this because maybe I can do this. So the targets were not set from the onset, and therefore the performance did not measure up. And anytime as a human being you don't have targets, you will not always get as much as you can. So tar the gets, tar the gets. What's tar? The tar is what you use to clean, to pave the floor. Tar the gets. Make room for what you want to get. By get, I mean souls. Lord, I'm trusting you. 
I want, we were going to deal with millionaire and souls in about two Sundays or so, but I'm trusting you for souls. Lead me to somebody today. Help me with somebody today. When I see that person, light them up and let there be speed in my heart. If it's five or ten minutes, let your grace and glory come upon it. Give me the wisdom to crack through their religious and cultural barriers because everybody in Nigeria is now born again in quotes, right? Number four. Okay, part of number three is enjoy the process. So don't let the target depress you or discourage you. So maybe you speak to ten people in a week and nobody says, I have now received Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Don't forget, the fact that they don't repeat the prayer in front of you does not mean they are not saved. Just know that, Okay. Um, it does not mean that it says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and that believing may for some people be progressive they, they are coming to it they're being persuaded over time right and one day in the brokenness simplicity of their room they break down and they're crying and weeping and wailing God comes upon them or a messenger another messenger comes to deliver the final part of that right and they get saved God will also attribute that to your account in heaven because he delights in rewarding his beloved. But most important, enjoy the process. Enjoy talking to people about Jesus. Enjoy sharing your experiences with people about Jesus. I will hear now. Number four, for time's sake. Be equipped. <laughs> Be equipped with the right gear for the body of water you are fishing in. Be equipped. I see my people on Mixelar. Bookie ID, I just saw you. Nat Nat, I just saw you. Coop Cooper, I just saw you. Come on, Perfector. Keep on giving, dropping those points. Yeah? Be equipped. Get equipped. And what do I mean by get equipped? What are the primary uh, equipments for the believer? What are the primary equipments? Number one, you have an equipment called the Word of God. The Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. You have an equipment called the Word of God, right? An equipment called the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word of God. Let this Word dwell richly in you. Singing psalms, making melody in your heart, singing psalms and spiritual songs unto the Lord, right? You have the Word of God. Now, it's as simple as, quote-unquote, sharing Sunday's message with somebody and saying, you know what, this touched me in a particular way and I just want to know something, that Jesus is a gift that you can receive now. God will give you the words. God will give you the inspiration. God will give you the, the direction, the innovation, the creativity. I remember back in school, there was somebody, one of us, who used to write these amazing letters. Beautiful lady. And so many guys really just found her very attractive and all of that all across the campus. And I think that because she got tired of being disturbed and all whatnot, so she's there writing, I think that's why, I'm not sure she ever told me that, but she's there writing the messages, notes, she would write notes, and she was often inspired. So she would write maybe like a three or five letter note and say, Jesus loves you, um, you want to get saved, by the way, at that time, you didn't have, uh, what's it called? If the, the time I'm talking about now, you didn't even have BlackBerry, right? Or WhatsApp chats and all of that. So you just had text messages and all of that. But she would write that and say, you know, receive this. Do you know what happened? After a while, people began to look for her. Not just for her beauty. It wasn't her beauty again. It was now like, ah, how did you know that I was going through this? How did you know? She would write those cards, right? You might have heard the name, Larry Tommy Timain's her name. Well, she's married now. I think, yeah, she's married and has children. 
So God will give you the right words. How should you share the words? Should you share in voice notes? Some of you remember I did a voice note during, um, during that NSAS period. Guys, that thing went far. Like, it went so far that people were sent to my mom not knowing that it was her son. Went so far that one of my wife's pastors in Fountain got it. Went so far that somebody in a place where I was considering an investment got it through John, John Aku, right? Went so far that people were sending back to me. So God might just breathe in you and say, do a voice note or do a post. And some of you have seen my son and Elta do those kind of posts. And say, oh, if you said this prayer, come into my DM or if you want more about that. You know, God might inspire you. And you don't need to, you know, it doesn't have to be like a superpower experience platform preaching or, you know, Bishelekwe invites you for Shiloh or Passport, you invite for Wife Beck. The Wife Beck God wants to use for somebody can be your Wife Pen. Wife Pen. They might not invite you yet for Wife Beck, right? Or to minister at the experience. But you can give them a Holy Ghost experience. Come on, people. You might not minister at the Holy Ghost service, but it can be of service to the Holy Ghost. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And then the Spirit is the Spirit that gives life. By the way, on the platform where you are, if you can share the video, that will be great. Share the video, share the video, share the video. It's the Spirit that gives life. So be equipped with the Spirit, and then be equipped with the Spirit of love. The Spirit of love. So you're not going there in the Spirit of condemnation. You're not going there as a merchant of guilt. Somebody write that down. You're not going, oh, John is here. John, John, it's good to see you. Can you imagine? As I spoke about, I don't know whether you heard me speak about you now. You're not going as a merchant of misery. You're going there as a broadcaster of love. So do that. Number five. Engage your network, right? Cast your net. Release your hook, line, and sinker. Number five, engage your network by casting your net and releasing your hook, your line, and your sinker. Why do I use two different things? Nets are used for big bodies of water. So you need a net. Somebody say, I need a net. I wish I had a sponge here sort of show you guys. Net, right? Net. So everybody says, your network determines your net worth. In a manner of speaking, your network for Christ determines your net worth of rewards from Christ. It doesn't determine how much he loves you. He loves you whether you win souls or not. You're already accepted in the beloved. You're already his. You're already secure, right? But there will be rewards. And so the net worth of your rewards have to do with your net work. And to do that, sometimes you have to do your leg walk. Hey, you can't see my legs, y'all. All right, but you can watch the video. Are you seeing this now? Are we seeing this now? Engage your network. Some of us, let me also say something, why you must engage your network. Especially for those of you who have been in touch with the world more recently. When I say in touch with the world, maybe you got saved recently or you got serious recently when you got a Kings. Or you have a lot of friends who are worldly. So maybe they are still of the lot of, you know, the material world. They're just materialistic or sensual or carnal. One of the ways you protect your spiritual integrity is by raising the banner of Jesus high. It's, it's, it's not just an ambassadorial thing. You see, your ambassadorial responsibility 
representing the nation also immunizes you against attacks. Let me show you what I mean. How many of you know that till today in Nigeria, many people still respect white people? Now, many people will still allow a white man, they might not know whether he's qualified or not, but they'll allow him have his chance, maybe on the queue line, or go first, or whatever, or there will be a little concern. Policemen might be a little concerned to stop a white man because they don't know who he is. Now, if that white man also now puts his diplomatic plate number, that's what they call it, right? Diplomatic plate number, sometimes it's red or whatever, depending on the agency organization, whether it's UN or AU or EU, EU is blue, I think, right? If a person puts that signage there, do you know that many times they don't stop them? Because the banner is there. Sometimes the reason the enemy keeps stopping you is that you are not flying the banner of Jesus. He said, lift up your head, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, Lord mighty in power. A bold announcement of Christ is also a spirituality preservation mechanism, strategy. It also gives you access to that. So engage your network. Let people in your network know you are a Jesus boy. You are a Jesus boy. You are a Jesus girl. You might be sweet, but it doesn't make you a sugar baby. Hey! White people, white. Somebody send that to me. Yeah, send that to me. I'm sweet, but I'm not a sugar. Are <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So... Engage your network. What does engaging your network mean? If you choose your day, your evangelism day to be Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, a post on your WhatsApp story needs to be, it does not need to be long. But if people start seeing every Thursday you're posting this, one of those days, let me tell you, one of your unbeliever friends, people ask, act a lot as if they're not seeing what you're doing online. Just know that. They just act as if they're not seeing it. But the seats are being deposited. And one of those days, somebody's going to reach out to you and say, hmm? You know, this thing here that you've been talking about, ah, you have changed, though. Ah, I don't know. You're not, are you now a pastor in your church or something? And the conversation will, will build up from there. Are you here, somebody? We will catch fish. Somebody type, I will catch fish for Jesus. I will fish for men. I will fish for men. So engage that. If it's a hook, line, and sinker, you use hooks, hook, line, and sinker method for single fish. Single fish. So what's the hook, line, and sinker? This is what I mean by hook, line, and sinker. Find something that hooks them. If you want to talk to somebody and you're scared, you're, you're, you know, Jesus is leading me to speak to this person. I feel the Holy Spirit moving me in this direction and everything. Uh, what do I do? What do you do? Hi, hello, sir. Wow, you look so good. Is that your wife? What a pretty couple you are. You know, I was just thinking about this, you know, just, you're just so beautiful and all. Um, as a young person, do you have any advice for me? As a younger man, how, do you have any, yeah, and people get flattered by those kind of things. Man, me, that I've been rejected by my family. This young man is asking me for advice. Okay, let me, I don't have anything for you. Okay, no problem, sir. Sir, if you don't mind though, I just sense that I need to share something with you quickly. The door is already open. Are we seeing this now? Are we following this? Are we seeing this? Are we following this? Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So what's the hook? The hook is the compliment or the greeting or the question. Jesus used the hook. Hook, line, and sinker. 
right? I could do a whole train on this, but I'm watching my time. Are we, are we getting it? If you're getting it, if this is practical and helpful, let me know. Jesus hooked the woman. What was the hook? Give me something to drink. What's a hook? Something that you are in control of, but that can easily connect with the other person. Something in marketing, if you're a copywriter, you're writing copy, advert, advertising, or if you're a great communicator, then you know there has to be a hook, right? And you hook the person. So one of the major hooks in this teaching presentation was what? When I started speaking about passion, speaking about passion and fervency, and somebody was at that point that somebody said, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving this broadcast. If anything happens, I'm jumping back. Find something compelling. Now, don't put yourself at risk. Don't use a hook that they will use to hook you, right? So you're single and you know you're quite attractive and all of that. And then there's somebody else and you saw the guy looking at you funny. And you're a lady. And I say, also, you, you look so gorgeous. You know, I have, a, I have a thing for men with broad shoulders. Hey, they will carry you on Broadway. And you might end up with a baby abroad. God forbid, that's not your story, okay? In the name of Jesus. So you use wisdom and discretion, right? And try not to use things that are sensual or, or fleshly or carnal, right? You want to do that. Don't say, ah, yeah, my own is to go to prostitutes. I like to hook them young. Hey, there's really just send them out in twos. So what's the line? The line is the line of thought, okay? What did she come to? Water. Jesus did not ignore her need and say, oh, all this water, this water is rubbish. No. Hook, line, and sinker. They say this water is rubbish. What you want to do is that you want to draw the line of truth to their line of thought. The line of truth to their line of thought. I hope somebody says why we have to do this today because, I mean, I want to teach this yesterday, but you know how it went. Okay? This is important. <laughs> Kenny said, now what? <laughs> Bukala is not serious. <laughs> so they don't ignore their line of thought. So maybe you are in a, a supermarket and person wants to buy salt. Say, madam, you want to buy salt? You don't go, ah, and you want to buy salt, but let me talk to you about Nepa. It doesn't make sense. It does not connect. There's already a fracture in that gospel presentation. So you're going to walk out with a limp, not you go in the name of Jesus. The gospel presentation is going to have to use crutches. Not the gospel, but the presentation. Yeah? But if someone buys salt and say, are you serious? Man, but do you know you're, you can also be the salt of the earth? Oh, all these children, nah, they're just making this old woman look sweet. No, but mom, mommy, seriously, oh, you can be the salt of the earth, though. And this is how you do it. You know, the way you've added value to your children and all. God also wants to have spiritual children, people who are of the God kind, who are so, you know. So you, you connect, use the line. Many people have the hook, but not the line. A fisherman with the hook, but not the line, will either lose the hook or drown himself. Whoa, that's good stuff, isn't it? So don't forget the mentality. These are imagery. Jesus uses a powerful picture. Do you know that Jesus used the language of his day? So he used the language of that time, of that space, of that generation. So like the white people thing I did, I think maybe like a week or so or two weeks ago, said Christ does not want to be an app you download to get some things done. He wants to be the operating system you can't do without. Christ would use those kind of examples today. He would. If he was walking past an IT person, 
is going to be, he was going to say, I'm the software of life. He's not going to say, I'm the bread of life. So use the language, the mode of thinking, the space they're in, and bring them in. Number six. Okay, so what's the sinker? So the hook is something that gets the attention. Compliments, question, uh, congrat congratulations, a connection. The line, line of truth of God's word to their line of thought. There's something they're already thinking about. Their minds are already in a place, okay? So you want to take the word of God to that place. And then what is the sinker? This is when you just throw them in, into the fullness of the spirit. You allow yourself to be immersed in what they are saying. Now, people will stay with the person that they believe is staying with them. <laughs> so what is the sinker? Both of you, you drown in that, in that pool of the spirit. If it's spontaneous prayer, spontaneous song, if it's word of knowledge, it's prayer. But always get the sinker. Now, if nothing happens like that, nothing spiritual or whatever, not a problem. What's your um, IG? Do, do you mind me getting your, your name and phone number? I'd like to pray for you. I want to come into praying for you every day for the next three days. I'm not sure I'll be able to pray longer than that. So don't come in what you can't do, right? Or my group of friends at church, a small group, don't worry, you're safe and secure. We'll be praying for you for the next three days. I know that you didn't make a decision, but we're going to be praying for you. And when we say that, we'll make sure we'll do it. Even if it's five to ten minutes, I will see what I'm, what I'm saying. That is important. That is key. Number six, be patient and persist. Tarry, remain in the place of prayer and in the place of preaching the gospel. Be patient and persist. Tarry, remain in the place of prayer and the place of preaching the gospel. Do you know Luke chapter 5 when it was that Peter had toiled all night and caught nothing and Jesus walked by the sea and saw him he said, you know, give me your boat. He uses his boat to preach. And Peter must have been thinking, what kind of insensitive person is here? But guess what? He tarried. He, he toiled all night and caught nothing. And he tarried. Guess what? Eventually he was caught as the fish of Jesus and as the fisher of men. Watch this. Anytime you tarry, I want to, I want to share a spiritual principle with you that will help you in every area of your life. Please write this down. Hear my voice as your pastor, your spiritual father, and also a prophet. Anytime you tarry in a God-given assignment and you catch nothing, you will be caught up into something new. You'll be caught up in something new. You'll be caught up in a new level of anointing or devotion or revelation. God never wastes your labor. Never, 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 never. So if the fruit is not in the material, like you'll be like, oh, God actually sent me to start this business and I did it for five years and nothing happened. Trust me, you may have lost money, but you gain character or connections or anointing or vision or orientation or wisdom. God never wastes your labor. God never wastes your pain. Are we seeing this now? So be patient and persist. Many fishermen is like hunting as well. I remember, you know, I give you an example of how we used to catch fish. And that's when we're like, ah, Peter's now well. It means we're catching big fish, we're catching small, catching fish. Guess what? Look at somebody say, don't just catch crews, catch fish. Come on, come on, put that down somewhere. Don't just catch what? Crews. Catch fish. Now, what would happen eh, was that in those days, we would, uh, if you threw your sponge in the, in the string to catch the, the fish, and you were not careful, let's say you disrupt the water and you agitate the water, all the fish, 
they'll just there's a way they'll just swim just them who who's caught fish before just tell me in the comments somewhere they'll just swim away <laughs> and you might be there for another 10 minutes or 15 minutes before they come in that small pond now in bigger bodies of water once the school of fish go like that it's going to take a long time so what it means is when you are evangelizing you want to demonstrate and exercise patience be patient with people. You also didn't, possibly didn't believe the gospel the first presentation you were made. You were not sold. Now, generally in marketing, people need to be exposed to a product or a service about nine times before they make a buying decision. So they say an ad, a video, a flyer, a this one. These days, it might even be more than that. Okay? But guess what? It pays off. So you also pursue the place of prayer. If you're sad, you go, God, I'm believing for the soul. If this person does not respond to me, send somebody else to them. Excuse me. Send somebody else to them. The admin department of heaven will know your own portion of the labor inside. <laughs> They're good like that. Right? Number seven for time's sake. Bring in the harvest. So, number six, we're patient and persistent. Uh, don't give up. Don't give up. I just feel like someone needs to hear that as well. Don't give up. Don't give up and don't be shy to present the gospel at home. You might do it with pain or nerves or, or anxiety or whatever. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, the puzzle understanding, shall safeguard your heart. Amen. Tarry remained there. Remained there. Peter remained and Jesus caught him. He didn't catch, he didn't just catch fish at the end of the day. He was caught as a fish, spiritual fish, and was caught, caught as a fisher of men. Number seven, bring in the harvest. Don't leave the harvest at the sea or by the seaside. And as I preach to you, I can tell you, I've left some fish by the, by the sea. I remember uh, a couple of months ago, yeah, I think it was earlier this year, I ministered somebody at the car wash, a little guy, and he got saved that day. Um, he was from a relig very religious background another denomination and he had never heard gospel preach like that he thought it was about works and legalism and you know you do well you you don't go to hell you don't do well you go to hell right <laughs> you don't do well you go hell <sighs> that's what he had heard not knowing that somebody had done well for him jesus oin, you are doing well jesus you are doing well you can't say oin to jesus but Jesus is doing well okay he's the one who has the trophy he's doing well all right so <laughs> So, but, but watch this now. I left that fish. Why did I leave the fish? Because I was like, oh, you know what? Um, give me your number so I can get in touch with you. Guy didn't have any number. He didn't have a phone number. And somehow, I just didn't get to go back to the place to go and talk to him. So there might be some legitimate reason why we, why we leave fish on the table. But you know what I could have done or at the sea? What I could have done, thinking now, is I could have given him some money. Maybe not, to, of course, not to buy a phone. Well, not, don't let me say, of course, God will get me, get me to that level where I can just do spontaneous phone buying. Amen. But I can have given him some money to say, you know what, call me next week or call me in three days or call me in so and so, -and, so and connect to this church. Where do you leave? Go to that church. Or, you know, I could, don't leave the fish at sea. Get them to join in love with kings. Get them to join. We're going to start another uh, batch of in love with kings in about three or so weeks. Get them to join Master Life. Get them to buy into the vision of Christ. 
Get them just like Jesus caught uh, Philip, uh, sorry, Simon and Andrew and James and John. Guess what? Get them to come in. Bring them in. Bring in the harvest. Why is that that important? How many of you know that if you're using hook, line, and sinker, you can throw something in, and as you're reeling the hook, line, and sinker, you think it's a fish. It could be something that could be a frog. It could be an alligator, a crocodile, God forbid. You've seen some of those things on Nat Geo Wild or Animal Planet. This guy feels like, it's a big one, it's a big one. Like the crocodile comes out and consumes him, right? As we fish, we will not be consumed by crocodiles in the name of Jesus. As we fish, we will not be consumed by the works of the enemy. The baits of hell will not sink us in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm closing right now. Bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest. There, everybody who's in kings was brought in by somebody. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, a body you have prepared for me. You are the prepared body to bring in another somebody. You are the prepared body to bring in another couple of bodies. Your B-U-D-D-I-E-S, bodies and bodies for the gospel. Are we seeing this now? Bring in the harvest. When they come to kings the first day, ask them, how was it? Call them up. If they're not in Lagos, find a ministry that you know uh, shares the gospel, believes the things that we do, right? Not every ministry agrees on every tiny little bit of everything, but the centrality of the gospel and the importance of the gospel of the kingdom, right? The responsibility aspects of it. We believe in the holistic presentation of the gospel, not the irresponsible presentation that focuses entirely on just what God has done. And does not elevate you to the point where you are now married to Christ. And therefore, you are a burden bearer and a fellow builder. Are we getting what I'm saying right now? Bring in the harvest. In the name of Jesus, may the spirit of these words immerse you, saturate you, fill you with life and grace and joy and power and capacity. That you are not going with just a notepad full of revelation and insights and instructions. But that your heart, your soul and your mind are engulfed and filled with the passion and the desire to carry these things out in the name of Jesus. You will not be an embarrassment to the kingdom of God. You can never even be an embarrassment to the kingdom of God. But you will not fall short of the expectations based on the divine investments in you in the name of Jesus. I proclaim concern every one of us, every leader, every uh, facilitator, every presenter, everyone who's on the service team, everyone who's watching this via technology later, that the mercy of God goes into operation in your life. The grace of God abounds remarkably and that you bring in the highest number of souls you have ever in any four-month period of your life. As we get intentional to do this in September, in October, in November and December, having those targets, as we uh, generate that zeal and the fire, our fire will not burn out. As we go to the body of water, we will not be at the Sea of Galilee when we should be at the Lake of Genesaret. We will not be by the River Jordan where we're supposed to be at Tiberia. We will be at the right place at the right time. Our steps are ordered by God. Our tongues are instructed by the Most High God. Our hearts are full with the divine energy, the Zoe of God, that to be effective, to be compelling, that the same way Jesus said, follow me, and people dropped their fishing nets, left their families. You know what they did? They left their location, that was the sea. They left their occupation. 
They left their occupation. That was the fishing. Then they left their relations. The ability to compel and command attention on that scale may be activated in our lives in the name of Jesus. We will set prayerful targets, not fleshly targets, prayerful targets. And by the mercy of God, we will exceed them by grace in the name of Jesus. Somebody saying, how can you exceed the, the targets you set prayerfully? Because God is God of much more. It's God of more than enough. It's God of exceeding abundantly above all. It's also the God who grows you in the press of meeting a target so that you are now stretched to be able to exceed the target you set before the stretching. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And you will not be on a stretcher. You will enjoy the process. Your joy will expand in the name of Jesus Christ. I proclaim concerning you that you are equipped with the right word and season. You will never be stuck. Whenever you open your mouth, life pours forth. You will not be stuck. You will not be intimidated. You will not be timid. You will not be overwhelmed. Boldness becomes your daily experience. Whether it's in person or online. Whether it's digital or physical. Wherever it is. Boldness. Boldness and capacity in the name of Jesus. I proclaim that the Spirit of the Lord clothes you with mantles and oils and fragrances of wisdom, flavors and colors of joy and ability and abundance. You carry a magnetic presence into every place in the name of Jesus. You engage your network at home, at work, at, ab at abroad. You are persistent, you are patient and you bring in the harvest. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you for inspiration. Thank you for grace and truth. Thank you because we're equipped and empowered and our lives are forever changed and transformed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Somebody say amen and amen. Quickly, if you don't mind, before you rush off, drop a comment real quick. Tell us how it was for you. Tell us how it was for you. If you want to give towards the, uh, uh, in response to this, you can give. So we can just put the account there if you want to give. But don't feel... Uh, compelled you know you already did your weekly given yesterday but there might be one or two persons who are just moved and stirred maybe more than one or two anyway right let me know how this was how was this did you hear the voice of God were you were you charged what was what was it like what was the emotional um, what was the emotional feedback all right, Diamond Furniture said, great and awesome. All right, let me see some of the comments on Mixolar. Okay, so Bacala said, so, so blessed. Faisha said, awesome. John said, like fire in my bones. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Love that, love that. God is good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming through with us and for staying through. I think we did about an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. God is merciful. All right, so we'll, because of time and all, we're going to be ending the stream shortly. I was hoping we we're going to have questions, but what I think that we can do is if you have questions, please post them. I think do it tonight, please. Please do it tonight so that 
it's not scattered if you have questions um, I would appreciate that you hey okay I'm seeing all those comments now on IG alright Debbie May says I was awakened Governor B says very insightful and inspiring Busaya me says uh, feel charged up Vicky says activating Shikemi says definitely enlight- enlightening educative and very something GB says I'm very charged up Nathaniel says amen I was trying alright okay Modib says thank you all right God bless you guys we're gonna have the opportunity on Saturday yes we're gonna hit the streets on Saturday so meditate on this um, over and over I guess media will also cut out some parts of it and push put it out on Instagram so that we can also refresh our minds all right God bless you have a great and glorious night so grateful for all of you and all the amazing things that you do some of which that we do, some of which we don't even know but God knows all of your sacrifices and he will honor you accordingly have a blessed blessed night bye